Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I'm pumped that you are here for this episode. It's a casual one, which is fitting for a Saturday, short and maybe not so sweet. And this episode might feel a little different than most of my other episodes, and that is because I will tell you exactly what happened. I responded to four or five emails in the last 15 minutes around a particular challenge and then had an interaction with a client in one of my fat loss fast track groups around the same challenge. And I picked up my computer from my desk, carried it into my closet where I record and hit record. And here we are. So literally, I had a moment of, I need to talk about this. We need to address this. We need to work on this together as a collective of people who are trying to make progress in our lives, live healthier lives, have better relationships with food, make progress towards our goals. So casual, short, maybe not so sweet. It might be a little bit of tough love, right? And we need a little bit of tough love. I'll say this about tough love. How many times can I say tough love in 30 seconds? (laughs) It makes a lot of people uncomfortable. And if you are one of those people who either thinks or emails me and says, I don't like those stronger episodes, I totally get it. Your feelings are valid. I would challenge you, not just when listening to a tough love style podcast, but anytime you hear something that feels strong in its delivery or even that feels critical in its delivery in a relationship, at work, on a podcast, reading a book, I think it's very powerful to ask yourself, is there something for me in this message? Whether I like the delivery or not, whether it's my preferred style or not, is there something I can learn from this? And in any and every situation, the answer is probably yes. But if you tune out and you go, yeah, I didn't like that. I I just didn't like her tone or I didn't like the way they said that, we'll miss the message will miss the opportunity to improve by one degree or many. So whether you prefer these shorter, casual, more intense episodes or not, I bet there's something in it that you could use to improve your life or your choices or accelerate your progress towards your goals. So here is the topic we are going to be tackling in our short few minutes together today. So many people spend more time thinking about their strategy and their choices than actually executing. And when they do that, they feel really overwhelmed and they feel like the process is far more complicated. You would be amazed by how many people 
overcomplicate hunger. Am I really hungry? Do I need to eat? And I'm not saying it's always straightforward. My point is this. You will not find your answer in thought. You will find your answer in action. You do not need to have certainty to act. And no learning, no progress, no growth is going to come from playing it over and thinking through every single scenario in your head. Your learning, your growth, your change happens in action, not in thought. And when we spin through all these scenarios and what if and is it this or is it that or should I do this or maybe like this, we tend to paralyze ourselves with thought and end up feeling confused or stuck and actually convincing ourselves that it is harder than it is in reality, which is a byproduct of thinking too much. So today we're going to talk about simplifying your internal dialogue, or as I often refer to it, turning off the thought faucet. What I have pulled up right now is one of my private Facebook groups within my Fat Loss Fast Track. For those of you that are curious, the next Fat Loss Fast Track kicks off on October 1st. There is a wait list up on primalpotential.com underneath the shop tab, and I will also link to it in the show notes for those of you that want to get into the last Fat Loss Fast Track of 2017. I almost said 2016. Jeez, time flies. Anyway, so I've got one of my private Facebook groups pulled up right now, and I'm going to read to you two comments from one person that is part of what made me pick up my computer, carry it into my closet, and hit record for this episode. Here is what she writes. Another thing, has anyone noticed that there is a barrage of thoughts going on when we keep eating after satisfaction, fullness, or eat when not hungry, or even, I've noticed in my case, simply during the whole eating process? Within five to ten bites, my, my thoughts start cascading. Things like, am I paying attention to this bite? Am I having too much? Is this already too much fat today? Is this too sweet? Am I chewing enough? Should I eat something with more water in it? Is it normal that my meal is taking so long to finish? Is it normal that I'm done so quickly? Should I be redirecting my thoughts to each bite instead of letting my mind wander? Is that a toothache? Did I remember to make my list of groceries? Oops, I forgot to call so-and-so. How can I see my parents more often and not let them drive me crazy? Oops, I need to change my perspective. Yum, this is so good. Actually, this bite was not so great. Do other people eat this much? How am I going to know whether this is too much for my body or not? Oh, I deserve to eat more. This is actually an improvement for me. Better than last night, last week, last month. I've been doing so great. No need to overthink. Uh-oh, am I being complacent now? Watch out, girl. Slippery slope. This is how everybody regains the weight. Do you want to undo all the hard work you've done? (sighs) That was one post. Yep, one post. And you were not listening on fast forward. That was the thing. Then immediately after that came this post from the same person. Okay, you guys get the picture. The above paragraph is just an excerpt. That's, That's just part of it. Of the thought jumble I've been noticing. And then she says, EB, that's me. How do I tease out the truth. Which particular thought is really behind my behavior when I overeat, eat when I'm not hungry, or just or justify an unnecessary indulgence? Does anyone else experience this same multi-thought situation? Yes, I think we all do. Um, men less than women. Women have been shown to have more thoughts running through their mind um, in any one given time period than men. But yes, and also, it doesn't freaking matter. If you do, that's all that matters. Before we dive into the simplification part of the whole purpose of this show, I want to make one suggestion to everybody. When you are describing a problem or a challenge you are facing, speak or write in the first person. 
In this example that I just read, you can see that she says, you know how we, or do you ever feel like if you are truly trying to solve your problem, focus on you. It doesn't mean that you can't ask for help or feedback or suggestions, but we distance ourselves when we speak in generalities. And speaking in generalities prevents us from getting at the specifics of our struggle, which are critical for identifying our solution as opposed to a general solution or a theoretical solution. You so often will hear people say, you know how we or you know how people it feels safer to do that because it distances you from it a little bit, but it's also far less effective. So as an aside soapbox moment, if you are talking about a problem you are trying to solve, stay in the first person. I, me, don't make it about other people because it's about you. Anyways, soapbox. The reason I shared this example is because that is the thought faucet and you are in control of it. If you are noticing, and, and you see in her example, she says, maybe I shouldn't overcomplicate it or something like that. Maybe I should simplify it. If you have that awareness, then you know you're going in this matrix of thought deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole. You noticing that can make a change. She ends the question with, how do I tease out the truth? Simplify. You can make it complicated. Well, what if it's this? What if it's that? Should I do this? Should I do that? Or you can keep it simple. That is a choice. And the example is, an, is perfectly demonstrative of complicated. Complicated and investing energy in thought versus action. Decisive action. It doesn't mean that your choice has to be the right choice and you are certain it's the right choice. Clearly, she doesn't know if it's the right choice. But knowing and learning comes from doing, not thinking. So when you find yourself going, well, should I go this way? Should I do this? Should I think this? Should I have this? Make the choice. Make the choice. Decide, execute, and then learn. We have this pattern to seek certainty before action when the reality is we will create an understanding and find the truth from action, not thinking. Too much thinking, not enough acting. You learn from action, not from thought. You don't need a 20-minute internal dialogue on should I stop eating or keep eating. You can keep it simple. And I know she knows this, this particular example that I'm giving, because we've had this conversation on the phone one-on-one -on -one before, and she's agreed. But the thought faucet is a comfortable place for her and for many, likely because thinking is easier than doing. Thinking doesn't require that leap of faith, trusting that you will learn from action. And so instead, you wait for certainty. And there is no certainty in thought. It comes from action, right? There's this saying, gosh, I'm not going to be able to remember it off the tip of my tongue, which is the danger when you literally just carry your laptop into the closet to impromptu record podcast. Anyways, I'll try and do it from memory. But somebody is interviewing a successful man and they say, how did you create such success? And he says two words. She says, what are the two words? Good decisions. Okay, well, how do you make good decisions? One word experience. Okay, well, how do you get experience? Two words. What are the two words? Bad decisions. 
And while I'm not advocating intentionally making bad decisions for the sake of learning, my point is that that is how we learn. We make a choice, we save the energy on all the back and forth and negotiation, and then we pay attention to whether or not it works for us. Action is the teacher, not thought. The other key part of this is mindfulness and really noticing when you're thinking about things that don't matter. Do other people eat this much? Do other people eat this fast? Am I eating too fast? Like, not relevant. Not relevant. When you are enjoying a meal and you find your mind going all these places, simplicity says, I'm just eating right now. So the only thing that matters right now is just when do I stop, right? And then instead of going down this deep, dark hole of, well, should it be this? Should it be that? Should it be the other thing? Simplicity can be, well, which choice will make me feel my best? Or which choice will help me grow? Which choice will likely carry me towards my goals? And I am not suggesting that you answer every one of those, but pick a very simple black and white yes or no, go or stop framework for the situations where you personally find yourself negotiating. It might not be for you about should you keep eating or stop eating. It might be should I have this or not right? Should I have seconds or not? Should I indulge or not? Should I go for the wine or not? Pick a simple black and white metric, little filter for you to run the choice through and go from there, right? You can still feel like you are thinking through your choices, which is great, but not overcomplicating it because we have to pick a path, act on it, and then Learn. Put your time and energy into your practice. Maybe you say, which choice allows me to improve? Which choice is easier and which choice is harder? If I want to grow, I'm going to make the harder choice. What do I really need to know right now versus am I spending my energy thinking about things that I don't really need to figure out either now or ever? Think about a way that you can simplify the choices you struggle with the most. Take a couple minutes and think through where and when you are negotiating most often and the decision feels complicated. Like, am I being complacent or is this an improvement? Well, which decision is most likely to help me grow? Boom, simple, done. Then learn. Your learning comes from your action, not from your thought. There are so many ways to approach this, and neither one is right or wrong. My point is, though, you will overwhelm yourself. You will create complications where it's really far more simple by allowing your mind to go in all of these different directions. So my challenge to you is first, identify where you find yourself spinning your wheels of thought or where you find yourself negotiating for choices that don't make you feel your best and create a very simple framework for these moments. Some examples of frameworks you could use would be which choice helps me improve? 
which choice is harder? Which choice will make me feel more proud? Which choice is more aligned with my goals? And again, do not use all of these. Pick one and then pay attention. The mindfulness part of this is separate and equally as important. Some people will say, I don't even notice when my mind is just spinning, spinning, spinning. That is a skill that can be learned. And I think one of the great ways to learn that is journaling. Another great way is not multitasking. Do not be flipping through your phone while you're eating. Don't watch TV while you're journaling. All of these things make it very hard to be aware of our thoughts. But when you slow down enough to say, oh, is this working for me? Am I carrying myself to a place that doesn't help or I don't need to be or is overcomplicated? Simplify. When you feel overwhelmed or frustrated or uncertain, use that as a mantra. Simplify. How can I simplify this? What are two options? Pick one, learn from it. But the reality is when we feel like it's so hard and complex, that is a situation we have created and often not the actual reality of the challenge. Everyone can benefit from really working to simplify not only their thought process, but their decision-making process. So those two steps again, first identify where you're overcomplicating something or where you find yourself struggling to make a choice or negotiating a lot, and then pick one single framework for a black and white this or this simplification of that process. It will make a difference. Have a great day, guys. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.